previously on Head to Table. Well, we've had a few calls. Some miners have been going out to prospect and find some new sites to drill. They ain't been coming back. We need you to get down to the planet and find out what's happening to these prospectors. We're wondering if you heard any rumors about what's happening out east. Any reliable rumors, that is. Yeah, out east. My brother Rory, he was one of them. Uh, he headed out eastwards on some prospector mission uh, with a crew of a few others. We ain't heard nothing back. Anyone in the bar been out that way? Yeah, I've been east. And I just about made it back too. Barely. I'm telling you, man. It's a leviathan out there. I don't know what a leviathan is. A giant snaky thing. I think it's time to head out east. Get in our mechs. Look real cool. Heading for quite some time out east. Uh, until eventually you come to the, the, the crest of the, the top of a very large dune that looks out over an embankment. Down ahead you can see again just this vast wasteland of sand with one very clear, off in the distance, a large stone pillar. Is this where the snake lives? Does it just sleep vertically in this pillar? <laughs> it looks like there is a, a human figure standing atop this pillar. There is a, a sudden shock as a robotic hand suddenly bursts from the sand beneath you and grabs uh, Gerodo's leg. Confound it. <laughs> and I'll fire a cannon into the sand. You approach the wreckage of the last mech you defeated and hoist it off of the body of its pilot. The figure is dry and emaciated, its skin horrid and cracked. Whatever was controlling these mechs as you fought them, it clearly wasn't the original pilot's. shout up to the top of the tower and say are you still there you, you still you still up there oh thank god you did it yes I, i've been up here for days thank you do you have any water so we can hear you you could have warned us no you were too far away then now you're very close <laughs> <laughs> do you have any ideas of how to get it, get you down i was in one of my mechs it it started to lose control. I, it was being overridden by something. I, I ejected out of the last second and landed up here and, well, I haven't been able to get down. That seems very unlikely to, to land on such a narrow precipice. Yeah, crazy world, isn't it? <laughs> that, is that tower natural? Uh, as far as I can tell, it seems like rock. Take an investigation check. Um, 14? 14 success. Although it looks very convincing, there's no way this is a natural formation. Uh, you think this is something that's been built and disguised as a rock pillar. There's no way this is a natural formation. Seen any giant snakes from up there? What? No, can I please come down? I'm very thirsty. No, I haven't seen any giant snakes. I believe I can uh, boost up and grab him and come back down again. Lickety split. I'll get him a cocktail ready. Yarl, you boost up with your mechs like uh, basic flight jets. And Rocket power. Hook him up. Get him gingerly in your hand and bring him back down. Not gingerly. Roughly, you grab him. <laughs> and he's, oh, God. As you squeeze him slightly accidentally yeah. and bring him back down <laughs> to the ground. Jester has... Something refreshing, lemony. Just like a nice, a nice kind of... Jackson pulls Arr, out... Tom Collins. Jackson pulls out a Tom Collins in a, in a nice glass. <laughs> I saunter over, and what you should really picture is Halle Berry coming out of the sea, but it's my robot coming out of the sand dunes. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's... Whoa. Yeah, don't get too excited, friend. <laughs> I take off my helmet. Oh! <laughs> oh, uh, crikey. Uh, hi. That's very cruel. I put my helmet back on. Yes, thank God you've come. I, like I said, I lost control of my, my mech. Um, someone else was out with me. My name's Rory, by the way. Rory uh, um, was a, a miner. Wait a second, we heard about this. I swear someone at the pub was saying something about his brother being called Rory. Probably a coincidence, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> my brother always spending time in the pub, playing space darts. That's really his whole thing. Me and uh, my partner, we were out here and we started to lose control of our mech. Something overrid control. I, I was able to blast out at the last second, but... Which one of these eight mechs was your partner? He points over to the one that was smashed open at the last second the pilot rolled out of. Uh, are there any bodies in the other mechs? As you go over and uh, pull open the, these mechs, uh, sure enough, they're just the same in different levels of disarray, these dried out husks of bodies that have been mm. stuck inside their mechs. Jane, Gerodo, you're both nerds. Perhaps you can tell us what these mechs were doing. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a tech check, please, Gerodo. Okay. Uh, you grab one of these carcasses, one of the mechs, and uh, doing some diagnostics and some of the, the, the logs of um, commands issued through the mech. Um, specifically, I have my Casio watch calculator, which has a 
detachable USB stick, which I stick into the other Mac. Yep. And then tap ferociously on my Casio calculator. You type hack, hack, hack over yeah. and over. Yeah. I just need a few minutes to get into the mainframe. 14. 14 is success. So sure enough, you're running through the, the logs and eventually you can you scroll back really far and you're going through all times and sure enough, it seems like the pilot was in control. Uh, sure enough, there's a few like uh, video cams of you know them trudging out into the waste uh, to search for some new uh, uranium fields. And then there's a foreign signal that their mechs pick up, uh, like a, a radio frequency, and they tune into it to try and see what the message is. And then suddenly the mech just loses control. They lose control of their mechs. And they were stuck inside the mech. They couldn't use any of the controls or commands, and they died stuck inside of their mechs. Can you say that in English, please? <laughs> Sonia says, "Oh, <laughs> sorry, Gerardo. Basically, um, bad code. Get in. Uh, mech no work good." <laughs> All right, got you. <laughs> wow, so smart. And as you're realizing this, there's suddenly a ping on all your platforms, as there is a rogue distress signal. That seems to be coming in over your radio. Jam it! The same frequency. Oh, I get in and jam everyone. Well, I'm going to attempt to. But I think teamwork on this one, Jane, because both okay, of us can jam things. You, you can just choose to sort of not tune in. It's like a, someone, it's like a you know, someone's oh. trying to call you and you can just choose to hang up sort of thing. I knew that. Can you stick with Heart FM? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no kind of tech guy, but maybe this here tower is some kind of aerial. Does that make sense? Why are you all looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how about we try and just punch the thing or look for an entrance? Looks like a ship's mast, so maybe it's a big ship. Well, let's look for an entrance. Jane, what, what do you think? Let's look for an entrance, sure. <laughs> Ever the plan maker. <laughs> Great idea, Jane. Let's Can we go. roll... Do we do have it, any checks for... Sure thing, you're going to check... You can all roll a, a notice check as you're sort of checking the area for any kind of... It seems like this pillar just emerges from the sand, but you can check the surrounding area. I got a critical 20 normally, but uh, but I got a minus four because my notice is minus one. Wow. So, 16. 12. I got 19. I got 16. All phenomenal rolls, you all pass. You quickly, as you're sort of padding the sand around, eventually a few feet down, you seem to come to like a metal surface beneath the sand. And as you start to work and, and move it away, sure enough, there's this large steel structure that the rock pillar is emanating from. And eventually you even cover a mysterious hatch. Bye. Guys, God, I found smart. it. At which point there's a sudden... <laughs> There's a sudden cut to black and the words lost rotates across the screen. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, what do you want to do, guys? Can we fit into the hatch in our mechs? It's pretty big. You reckon you could get in there. But yeah, one of you is going to have to give it a, uh, a hole check to see if you can wrench this thing open. There's no discernible kind of uh, a door to get in. It looks like this is just... You know, I'll hook it open. Nice. Sounds good. Okay, give me a, give me a hole check there, y'all. Sure. It's almost like a, a tow truck, right? You hook it in and you're just using the, the full... Yeah. Beep. Backs up. Hook attached. I got 18. 18. You wrench this thing right off. Uh, the, the, ho the whole uh, hatch door comes pulled off. Well, Rory, this is your mess. How about you go first? Are you kidding me? Oh, can I please have some water? I made you this cocktail. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now that he's a bit, um, you know, feeling a bit goosey loosey from the uh, from the drink, he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, that's a great, that's a great idea. No, I was only kidding, Rory. You'd get flechetted in about. Two <laughs> um, are you going to be safe up here whilst we go down? He says, uh, if you're not going to be long, I I could probably grab one of these old holes and sort of just camp out under it for a bit while you guys check it out, and then would you mind bringing me back to base if that's okay? I just chopped the legs off of that one, so it must have some kind of. Life support system. Oh, brilliant. He says, I'll crawl into that for a bit. I can't promise I'm going to remember, but someone else may. <laughs> Rory, do you know where your mech is? No, I can't say I, I do. I ejected out and I hit the ground so hard I passed out. Does your mech have its own AI system? Nope, they're really basic units, I'm afraid. Just built for blasting and mining. I walk into the cylinder. <laughs> well, you're going first. Impressive. I wink. <laughs> sure thing, your mech kind of seems to clamber down and um, there is like a, 
a, a very large ladder built into this, which you sort of slowly work your way down. It's, if anything, it's trickier for you, really, because as the smallest of the mechs, it's just a bit bigger than human. This thing is designed for some you know, big mech units, it seems. And uh, you make your way down into just pitch black. There seems to be no lighting here, but you eventually reach the bottom after a good, like, you know, 100 rungs of this ladder or so, uh, and you seem to be on solid steel ground. Mecking your way in the world. <laughs> Everything you've got. Mecking your way downtown. <laughs> Anyone else got any other mech jokes, mm, mech songs? No. Well? You make me crazy. <laughs> this, this is what we're doing the entire way down this tunnel. Just singing for volume. I've like, I've like started setting up lights on my system to like accompany our, our karaoke. Sure, I think that, that same uh, pillar used for the Morse code originally uh, emanates out to, you know, let us, or disco ball light. And it seems that you come down onto this like large railing um, and you see a terminal nearby. As well, it seems to be all the whole thing here seems to be like it's powered down, but it's completely clean. This thing is, yeah, it looks like no one's been here in a long time, and maybe even ever. Like, there's no signs of humans. Is this not made this brand new pristine facility that's just untouched? I'm. Am I the only one down so far in the ladder? I think you're the only one that's at the bottom, but there's a bit of light being cast by Jackson as his mech comes down the ladder as well. The people are coming down. Yeah. 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 I'm no computer guy, but maybe that terminal could do something. You're right, you're no computer guy. <laughs> I will head over to the terminal. <laughs> you reach the terminal and it's it's still got, you know when you get like a new phone, it's got like the little plastic thing over the screen. It's still got the plastic thing over the terminal screen. Oof. I, with great pleasure, remove the plastic <laughs> It's great. And uh, you power on the terminal and as you do so, giant lights seem to come on up over the whole facility. Uh, and there's a long corridor down with multiple doors uh, in like a uniform fashion leading off in, in different directions. Uh, and there seems to be like a, a big central column in the centre ahead of you with like this strange sort of bubbling uh, coolant liquid in the middle of it as well. It looks like a, a power core of, of some kind. Well, I cannot wait to get stuck in. So I'm getting the old USB pen from my Casio watch. Yeah. Plugging it in, doing my type in. Sure thing. You try to hack the stone for more information. Uh, and as you're doing so, there are some heavy encryption protocols on this side. Nothing you've ever encountered before. Take a tech check, but with two difficulty. I roll a 10. You sure enough just make it in. Uh, and what you realise is that this is a facility, and there's like a, a signature set up through who started this facility. And it's a company known as Rollicom. Uh, and they're just like a software company. They mainly make sort of financial software. I think of it as like, you know, space quicken type sort of thing. Have I ever come across them in my personal investigations? There's been a couple of like, I, I guess like theories on that they're like, you know, secretly a subsidiary of a, of a bigger firm for bigger market control, but really like in the market share of software design, they're pretty small fry really. Uh, this is well weird that they have a giant abandoned facility underground on a mining planet. For SOS as well, uh, some of the earliest log dates of when this facility seemed to be constructed, it seems to predate the actual mining colony that was put up. Uh, this thing is about maybe a hundred years old at this point, whereas the mining colony only got here about 10 or 20 years. Curiouser and curiouser. Curiouser and curiouser. Can I go towards this weird bubbling column thing you mentioned? Sure thing you do. Uh, you, you head forwards and it seems like, again, it's a, a large column full of like a, a bubbling coolant liquid in mm. some way with some kind of strange core to it as well um, that seems alien to you. Can we have that inevitable scene where there's maybe some condensation on the side and I swipe my hand across and peer in? You do just that. And as you look in, it's almost like a, a giant mechanical black core of something that seems to swell and glow at times. So you, you think whatever it is, this thing is like intensely hot and that this cooling liquid is desperately trying to, to keep it cool. Seems like there's something pretty hot in here. That's sexual harassment in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> in the column tube. There's something very hot in the middle of all this coolant fluid. All right, see. Shall we smash it? <laughs> Jane, perhaps you could look at this and see if you, you know what it is or... I only Jane might know, actually. Jane, can you give me an investigate check? That's an 11. Uh, this seems to be that the material it's made of, you think that whatever this is, it is a deeply advanced just central processing unit. Whatever there is, this is a, a computer 
that makes the you know standard supercomputers that most of these might use look like child's play. Supercomputers of this this size would probably used to house really intricate AI systems. I relay this to the rest of the group. There are two doors uh, either side of, of this cylinder, and then a few others behind you into other ways as well. But I think I'm not going to go and explore these doors, guys. What I plan to do is investigate more in this computer. So I want to delve deeper into the uh, network. Okay, as you're doing this, as you're delving very deep, eventually uh, you hear a soft voice come in over your system. It's not Sonia. A voice just saying, can I help you? Sorry, was that Sonia or the that other was, guy? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, let, me, let me try and establish his voice to It's Sonia. I think Sonia is probably going to have the voice of... Who's that woman that's really attractive? Ooh, uh, Megan Fox. <laughs> no, uh, it's mm. Meg. <laughs> Meg doesn't have an attractive voice. No, who is she? Who's um? She's a Marvel villain and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. So you that could do Scarlett. Her voice is very villain. generic. She's, she's wasn't in Black Widow. Yeah, that's she's a Marvel hero. good guy. She's a villain for making such a terrible movie. Scarlett <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. In my head, it always sounds like she's speaking. I think she talks like this a bit. Don't want that, though, do you? No. Yeah. Try Maya doing... No, no, Maya The way I'll try to distinguish is Sonia's very sexual in her delivery, then, whereas this soft voice is just very to the point. Yeah, you need to differentiate between Sonia and Thingy. Okay. Sonia's going to be very sexy. Extra sexy now, to make it clear. Is this <laughs> your sexy voice? Does this not do it for you, Tom? Are you not ensorcelled by my voice? Can you do one sexy one robotic? Which one do you want to be robotic? Sonia's sexy. Sonia's sexy. No, that's not sexy. Have you suffered some kind of head trauma? Don't act like you don't love it. <laughs> Sounds like Matt Berry's got yeah. something stuck in his throat. <laughs> Some would say that is sexy. That is true. We're not judging. Okay, then. The voice instead says, hello. <laughs> you can do sexy I am women. robo voice. Mind the gap, like that woman. Okay, that's Sonia then. No, no, no. Well, I can't do two sexy voices. <laughs> Hi, Sonia's, Gerardo. Hi, Gerardo. Sonia's all fluid. And then okay. the other woman is like the, here's, you know, public service announcement. <clears throat> is someone there? Can I help you? <gasps> Sonia. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me, Gerardo. Gerodo, I'm very concerned that I'm uh, making this difficult for you. I was trying to speak to Oh, uh, yeah, Gerodo? Sonia, are you familiar with this? Gerodo, I don't know who this is. It's another AI. Another AI. Who is this and what is your function? Or should I say malfunction? (laughs) I am Pention. I am the housed AI here looking over the Rollercom facility. Operators are not expected for another 200 years. And what is your purpose? To oversee the facility and to maintain its production. And what is the facility's purpose? That information is classified. What level? Maximum. (laughs) (laughs) In 200 years, we are expecting our next human contact. I'm no computer guy, but can you change his system clock forwards 200 years? I try this. Sure enough, you right-click on settings, (laughs) drag the year from 5012 to 5212 instead... (laughs) Ah, greetings, right on time. <laughs> I was going to do that. That was the first thing I was going to do. Greetings, operator. Unlocking doors for your investigation. Take me to the basement. Certainly. I think you see in the centre of the room, like a, a central grate, that seemed like invisible at first, like a, a circular pattern just opens up as there's a, a, a ramp leading downwards, even deeper in the, into the facility. What's down there? The product. Elaborate? The product. God damn. We'll have to go and see. Let's go down the stairs. You head down and uh, lights come on as you walk down uh, this platform and you enter again, it's just this long corridor and eventually the ramp levels up and you're just on flat ground walking through row upon row of uh, smaller cylinders of liquid and as you peer inside, there are humans, a single human inside every uh, single tube that seem to be unconscious. This is creepy. This is really creepy. Pention? Yes. Just checking you can hear us. <laughs> Monitoring all communications. How long have these been here? This facility was set up 83 years ago. 
the, uh, we are on our fourth cycle of production. 83 years ago. 83 years ago. Are you sure that's not 283? <laughs> <laughs> error. Error detected in records. Error detected in records. Yes, our records seem inconsistent. That is alarming. <laughs> what should we do? Um, oh, we need to find out why it's been killing miners or something. But these guys are an accountancy firm. Why are they making humans? Mm. Maybe making bean counters. Mm. To count all their beans. They're trying to develop the perfect accountant. Yeah. Can we wake up one of the specimens, please? Specimen is not yet finished. Warning, opening early may result in unexpected cranial trauma. Maybe they need another 200 years of gestation. Intelligence is still forming within the unit. Politically, outside of the situation, what do I know about, like, if, if I was to assume that this, like, is this AI legal? Is, like, is all of this kind of, is there anything illegal about creating, like... Uh, cloning does exist in this uh, land, but growing humans uh, is, like, a hypothetical possibility. And, like, it's one of these things where scientists were talked about and they were like, nah, man, let's agree ethically this ain't on. We're not going to do this. It seems like this is above our pay grade. Like, what we really need to do here is stop the distress signal that's overriding the mechs, right? And um, I guess just document the existence of this place and get back to Lancer HQ. I'm going to quickly scan all of the body pods and just make sure that uh, there aren't any that are newer than we would expect them to be. There is a mix of genders, heights, builds, uh, all these people seem like individuals. I think one thing you do notice is they all have like a, a small barcode on their wrists. Uh, there's clearly some scans being made, uh, checks on like the clearance of all your mechs. Uh, it looks like the artificial intelligence is basically trying to check if you are meant to be here or not. It's clearly confused by the the uh, clocking. The Pention, are, are you um are you running some kind of uh, distress signal local to the area? Yes, we send a jamming signal. Local mining interference has caused us to need to. Eliminate intrusions. Any who come too close to the facility are scrambled and their mechs consumed. Is there any way for us to perhaps turn that off? Doing so may result in facility breach. I think you should switch it off anyway. Shutting down. Hooray! (laughs) Job done. Mission solved. Let's pack up and go home. All right, inspection complete. Where's look good? I think there's an, an error starts to flash up and he goes... Credentials not verified. Threats identified. Kukubara, um, can you do that thing they do in the movies where you take a USB and download everything on the computer's <laughs> hard drive? <laughs> My Casio watch can does have enough data to hold everything. So, yeah, I'll do that. You start the download. Uh, it's going to take you uh, a few minutes, certainly for this to copy somehow what is just terabytes of data to your and this must be a usb3 i can assume since it's you know 5012 and you better hope it happens quick because you do so you hear the sounds of like a metal footsteps emerging from like deeper amongst all the cylinders all right we'll have to fight them off to buy you time you peer down and you can see marching towards you with these kind of like um again similar to yours tom these these uh, strange giant blades in their hands these giant uh mechanical the way they move seems there's no actual like human pilots. There's very sort of robotic, autonomous movement, uh, and they're carrying these kind of giant katanas uh, in hand. So we're entering a combat encounter. Uh, this data is downloading to your terminal, Gerodo. It's going to take about four rounds to do that. In the meantime, you hear the voice of Adrian over your unit, uh, Jackson, saying, Multiple incoming robots, sir. I recommend we move quickly. Hey there, everyone. We've got to defend Kookaburra as much as we can. Uh, how long is this download going to take? Approximately four rounds. <laughs> uh, I think in sort of this leadership role I've nominated myself as, I'll just be like, Persephone, head forwards. Set up a barricade. Okay. <laughs> sure enough, I think, uh, Jane, you throw down uh, one of these so deployable items you got. So these system points as well as extra mech systems, you can spend them on like extra weaponry. And one of these for you is this deployable barrier that you throw down to grant some of you uh, some light cover. So the train I'm imagining is that we've got this central walkway um, with cylinders on either sides and emerging from the cylinders, uh, two on either side of you, um, from both like the entrance and the other side, uh, two of these sort of robot samurai figures emerge out with katanas drawn and sort of barring the way. Uh, and you have thrown down a barrier between you and one side of them. Combat begins. Who wants to go first? I think I'm going to go first from a position connected to the computer. 
I'm going to launch both of my auxiliary weapons. Go for it. I'll be sending my missile at one of them arbitrarily, seeing as none of them have done anything distinguishing. Um, natural six, but I can add five. For an 11 total is a hit. And I will get a D3 plus one. So that gives me a total of four damage. Four damage, fantastic. I will just jam it. Okay, sure thing. So is that a tech attack, yeah? Yes. Um, no, it's, it's what I get once I've hit something. Oh, fantastic. So uh, this unit is now also jammed then. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. One of these four very shiny, like sort of chrome robots seems to just be juttering slightly as its systems lock up, but the others are advancing in. I'm still able to do my second auxiliary weapon. So my second one is just a pistol with a blast radius of one. Sending that off. I assume that'll be able to hit both of them. Yes, exactly. So a, a, some weapons have a blast where if you can catch multiple enemies within the area, you roll to hit both of those. Sure, if you can make two separate attack rolls. Seven for one. That's a miss. Eight for the other. Also a miss, I'm afraid. Never mind. These things are a little speedier than the previous ones you fought. These are clearly combat ready. It's now their turn to move, and one of them comes charging full pelt towards this barrier, and it's impressively seems to leap straight over it. This is a piece of light cover. This thing is able to hop over it. This is ideal, really, for ranged weapons, but these things are hoarding their swords. The blade, as it raises it up midair towards you, Jane, uh, starts to shimmer and sort of uh, uh, vibrate slightly. Uh, it brings it down in a charged slash. Uh, you must make an agility check. So order 12... The minus two is just straight two or minus two D. It's just six. a straight. So yeah, these, so yeah, la- these, yeah. So a ten total is a success, which means you only take half damage. You're going to take six kinetic damage. And I, my armor has no effect on this. It will have. So you have an armor of three, I yeah. believe, right? Which means you're going to remove three from that six for just three hull damage instead. Okie dokie. Who would like to go now? So I'm going to go now. Um, my plan is going to be to make use of this light cover by running straight at uh, one of these mechs and ramming them so they fall backwards over the light cover. You know, like when someone gets on all fours and kind of just stand behind your mate and they go, go on, and then you push them over. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. so I'm right. doing that. Okay, a ram attack. Uh, so this is a melee attack here. I believe you have an ability, right? Which means... Yeah, I do. I've got uh, muscle netting, which means that I count as one size larger than any other mech. So being one size larger means you can add an accuracy to this attack as well. Nice. Uh, so I get... A whopping 12. That's enough. You do just as you imagine. You give him a, a mighty push and he does a big comical whoa, 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 before tumbling back over the barrier. Nice. And I leap over after him and uh, grapple him on the ground. Nice. Fantastic. Okay. I'll, I'll say, I think since he's already down the ground, there probably is a rule about this, but I'll say have a accuracy to this as well. I feel like since he's down the ground, he's already uh, prone to being grappled, right? Sounds legit. Okay. He's getting grappled. Uh, but I only got an eight for that, though. You, you're trying to put your hands down on him, right? And he's just, like, pushing them right back against you. And uh, okay. his friend next to him now is going to come straight up to you, Jack, and uh, similarly make this charged slash attack as a full action. He rears back his sword, and with, like, a great deal of frosty behind it, you also need to make a agility check. Okay. So I've got plus one agility. And i got 11. So you'll also take half damage, and only take six kinetic damage. Nice. Who wants to go next? I will go next. Um, I will enter. So I'm going to activate my um, my ultimate at this point. So I'm going to enter the the slipstream, which means that every movement I take counts as teleportation. Fantastic. Um, so looking around, is there is there any higher vantage points? Is there any higher like rails or like none at all? Like I said, you're in a kind of like basement thing here. The roof's quite low, all things considered. And it's just a okay field of these cylinders of humans. Well, in which case I'm going to teleport behind the one that's just been grappled by um, uh, by Shanks mm-hmm. uh, and stab it with my charged blade. Sure thing. Uh, so that is an 18. Is a hit. And I do armor piercing. Um, uh, I do a stunning four damage. Four armor damage piercing. of armor piercing. Very good. Um, and then I will, again I've got a talent here, so I'm going to use my exemplar's mark on uh-huh. the creature, um, which means I can take extra abilities to hit it later. Okay. And then I'm going to boost and use the rest of my movement to teleport as far as I can back down the corridor. And I will just say, uh, hey, hey, over here, come get me. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm not sure how well robots would respond to that, but noted. (laughs) And sure, why not? I think one of them turns around like, okay, and he's going to run at you and is going to launch a couple of blows at you with this carbon fiber sword. Uh, not this charge slash, but instead of just sort of sweeping at you aggressively. He's going to make two attacks against you. Uh, okay. 
The first is a oof is a whopping 25 to hit. Jesus. Yep, that hits. Uh, This weapon can also deal critical hits, dealing an extra plus 1d6 on a critical hit damage. So you take uh, 8 kinetic damage from this first attack. So the way that health works in this game, which I haven't had to deal with yet, once your health points are filled up, you've you've lost all your health points, the bar resets. You go back down to uh, having full health again, but you tick off a point of structure damage instead. There are these four check marks. And every time that you tick off a point of structure damage, something bad's going to happen. So, Tom, you filled the bar, so you reset to full HP, but I need you to roll 1d6, and that will correspond with something bad that's going to happen to you. I actually rolled 2d6 on account of me having a pink job. Ah, yes, one of your special system points here was used to be able to roll twice on this and take the better result. Uh, So the better result here is a 6. 6, that means you get a glancing blow. Emergency systems kick in and stabilise your mech. However, your mech is impaired until the end of your next turn. So on your next go, Tom, you're going to have a difficulty to any attacks or skill checks you make. Yeah. Anyway, that robot's going to hit you a second time with its sword now. Oh, jeez. And this time it deals 20, again a critical hit. And you take this time 9 kinetic damage. Okay, that's another structural damage then. <laughs> another point of structural damage, which means you... Uh, must roll again. You roll a number of d6 equal to how many points you've taken of critical damage. It means you have to roll two d6s on this one. Paint job won't help you now. Uh, so it's a two. A two is a system trauma. Parts of your mech are torn off, potentially limbs. A weapon or system chosen by you is destroyed. Okay, I will for now disable. Well, I'll disable my paint job. Okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> Seems it's no use to me anyway at this point. Yep. I'll uh, have it be. Disabled. Sure enough, this blade scrapes across you and pulls off these wonderful decals that you'd spent ages like painting over, and in just one slice, the, the katana just pulls off the whole pain. They were beautiful. It's almost as heartbreaking as uh, the actual major mechanical damage. <laughs> I believe it's now uh, Jane's turn. I am going to go for a barrage attack. Nice. I'm going to go for the one that's attacking Jackson just to try and help first. Of sure all. thing. Um, with my assault cannon. Yep, you spin around, aim down the cannon and let loose. That's a 12. A 12 is a hit. For six damage. Six damage is very considerable. You blast this thing, it sort of staggers to the side and looks around. I think think this thing has robotic eyebrows, which go from like the normal position to the angry position, where they're like inverted (laughs) in. In trouble now. Um, I'm going to do another attack on that one. This yep. time with my concussion missiles. Sure thing. 90 minus a d6 is so 16. Sure thing, that's a hit. So the damage is just a d3, but it has other effects. Yep, so the I damage, remember. 2 plus 1 is 3, and then the effects push back one space. Yeah, and it fails its check as well. So uh, it is also Im- impaired, I believe, for its next attack. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then can I then because I'm doing a barrage attack, just using everything. Yeah. Um, move towards one of the others and hit it with my fist. <laughs> sure thing. I rolled a five, so that's a miss. Okay. My last attack is my Argonaut shield uh, on the same one. Uh, I rolled a six on that, so that's not going to... But nonetheless, it was a, a stunning attempt, but these things move quick. They're sort of dodging and, and parrying blows and pushing you back. Uh, it's one of theirs, so now one is going to forward on you, Gerodo, uh, with its, its blade uh, raised in the air. And can you give me, please, an agility check? I want to remind you that my hypno-boobs cause it some difficulty in trying to hit me. That's true, yes. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. It might get lost. It might get so confused by the hypno-boobs. Not confused, just distracted. Oh, I see. Okay. Beguiled. These, these are weapons of mass distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, give me your agility check. Um, I think I don't have any agility benefits. I just have to... I've got a plus one. So it's a straight plus one, isn't it? Yep. So I roll two. Two is a fail, unfortunately. You're going to take full damage. However... I think you see, uh, while you're downloading all the data, just the imposing shadow of this robot behind you as you turn around, and it brings down its charged blade. But as it does so, you notice it kind of stagger as its eyes just seem to spiral around, caught on the hypno boobs. And I'm going to take off one damage from this for you because of those hypno boobs. Instead of 12 damage, it's 11 damage. So that's not good news for me. I have one structural damage from that. Okay, you need to roll a d6 then and see what bad thing happens. Unless I can brace... Yeah, you can choose to use your reaction to brace to half the damage. I will choose to use my reaction to brace. Okay. You'll only take six damage instead. We halve it and round up. 
At the end of the first round, you've successfully downloaded about 25% of all this data. And as you do so, from the direction of the uh, cover again, i.e. not the way you came down the stairs, four more of these robots start to emerge uh -oh. from the cylinders. Well, I would like to, having just been hit by this motherfucker, <laughs> I would like to turn my missiles at him. Now, I didn't move on my last turn, so can I lock on as a free action? Yes, you may. Technically, it's supposed to be if I don't move in a turn, I'm supposed to do it at the end of my turn. Ah, you can but have it now. Those hypnobibs somehow again Distracted the GM. <laughs> <laughs> so I've locked on to my attacker, and I'm going to file my missile rocket at it. Very good. And I get an eight, which I know is a miss. It is a miss, yeah. But not to worry. Uh, I think this same one right in your face though, even though you try and blast it, dodge to the side, it's just going to come at you again with another attack, this time just with its sword outright. Uh, and it gets a complete miss with this first swipe. You duck underneath it and the second swipe of the blow uh, is a 11 to hit. Has that two levels of difficulty because I am both braced and hypnotic? Okay, I will add one extra difficulty for these increasingly powerful hypno-boobs of untold <laughs> mechanistic advantage. I've braced so that my boobs are pointed outwards. And sure enough, it, it does actually lower it down to a three. Mechano-boobs win again. Truly the most OP. Uh, I can't believe they put hypno-boobs in this book. Uh, <laughs> it was a really quite a specific addition they made, which is, yeah, great for them to do, I think. They miss both blows. Who wants to go next? I would like to get out of dodge. Like, there are eight nasty robots in yeah, here like, with more on incoming. Really approaching me as well. Um, I think I'm just going to uh, teleport away from the one who's who's on me. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll teleport back to the one that's prone next to... The other thing is you could potentially go just straight up through the ceiling. You're in a basement. You could get back to where you were. I reckon it's maybe 15 range above you if you can roll. I don't know. Yeah, but can I decide after I roll? Because I mean, I, like, that's real hard on three. You can decide six. after you roll, see the roll, and see where you go, yeah. Um, I got a total of 14. So oh, that's gonna... so close. I'll let you go upstairs if you want to yeah? on 14. That's real high. All right, I'll just, uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll just teleport up to the, uh, to the area above. Sure thing. You zap right back up to the initial. Uh, sort of entrance hall where that big central processing core was uh, and there's a, a very gentle alarm sign going at the same time um, and it seems that you can hear the sounds of like machinery rotating in further rooms mm. back to an enemy's turn uh, you've got one right up in your face here Shanks and he's going to take a swipe at you with his sword uh, he gets a 24 to hit uh, yeah well that'll hit me quite easily that'll probably do it yeah uh, this one does 9 kinetic damage to you Oof. Then it's going to take a second attack uh, with a 12 to hit. That will also hit me. Uh, and that'll be four kinetic damage. That just about puts me on full, so do I take a... Yeah, if you fill it up, you go back to... You take all your health depleted and take a point of structure damage. So I got a three on my structure damage roll. That is a system trauma as well. You have to choose a system or weapon that is destroyed. Hold up. I've got a cool paint job that's got loads of pirate skulls oh, on it. Oh, God! And I think that paint is like holding some of my systems together. I also think that. And I got a six. That means instead, so what Jack's done there, one of his system points is a paint job, which lets him on the first point of structure damage, roll that d6 twice and take the one you prefer. A six instead is a glancing blow. You will just be impaired on your next attack. Cool. Who would let's go next? I'll go next and finish him. Can I go, uh, what, what does impaired mean? Uh, that means you'll have one difficulty on an attack you make. But since he's prone, you'll get one accuracy from that. So they would cancel out. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm just going to slash him up. Do it. Okay. Can I go full, what's it called? Berserker. Barrage. Barrage. Okay. Um, so I'm going to hit him with my massive pirate sword. Uh, just going to roll a d20. So I've got 10 in total. Is enough. You managed to hit him. Yay. Uh, so I do 2d6 damage, which will be 9. Uh, nine is significant, but this thing is just about still holding up together. Damn. You stab it a few times in the chest. Uh, there is no pilot inside of this. You just slam down into robotic innards. Uh, it is still alive. I'm going to um, shoot it in the face with a cannon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's attached to my arm. Um, as I shout, fire! I got an 11. Is it hit? Nice. Six damage. You with a cannon. blast this thing's head off and the whole body goes limp. The katana rattles across the floor as you have dispatched one of these robots. Nice. 
Are there any more robots about? Yeah. Are any like within range three of me? Yeah, there's a couple. Okay, yeah. well I'm gonna shoot some uh, pistols at them. Okay, do it. Pew pew. I think because I've got this close quarters thing called Vanguard, I get plus one accuracy against them. Uh, so I got 17. Very hit nice, a hit. Yeah. Uh, and that does 1d3 damage, which is a two. And I come at it with a thermal pistol uh, and get only a nine this time. It's a miss, I'm afraid. Okay, my laser shoots past him. Indeed. Uh, now grab one of these things, one of the same one that you just fired at, rushes forward to you and tries to run its blade through you, thrusting it forwards with a, a sword strike, and it rolls a uh, 11. That'll hit me. Uh, you take four damage and a second attack which does 13 and is another four damage. Okay. Does my armor apply every time? Every damage, yeah. Every attack you make. That's pretty great. Uh, It is now your go, Jane. Things are looking bad. There are three of you down here against five robots. The sounds of more coming. You get the sense you might not be able to wait the full four rounds to get 100% of the data. I suspect that is true. Yeah. However, this mech ain't built for running away (laughs) so whilst shouting to my companions not sure even I can handle five massive robots guys maybe we'll just have to (laughs) cut and run Um, I will have a perhaps final full frontal assault once more with feeling why not (laughs) Um, my first of my barrage attacks I'm going to use my assault cannon uh huh I'm just going to pick one of the robots that's far enough away to use my range attack. Sure thing. Uh, I rolled a 12. Is a hit. Damage is 10. Wow, that's significant, yeah. I'm then going to use my concussion missiles at, at the same one. Nice, sounds good. That's a 15. Fantastic. Damage is 4, it's pushed away one and it has to take a system well, check. this particular one, your first rocket blast left a ginormous hole straight through the centre of this robot. As your concussion missiles home in on the unit, they destroy the sector within and the machine falls dead to the ground. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to go in at my fist, with my fist to yep. the nearest one. That's going to be a miss because I rolled an 8 minus a d4 d6. And then I'll do my last attack which is my Argonaut shield so just bash that same one. Sure thing, yeah. You charge forwards. Again, I only rolled a six on my D20, so that's not going to... You charge forwards and miss with your shield. <laughs> <laughs> As you swing wildly at Seems open air. to miss with a shield. I know, right? On a giant I guess neck. you could argue, because this shield is so big, and it's like mm. in front of her face to swipe it, she can't mm. actually see what she's swiping. She's wildly running yeah, at something. Yeah, <laughs> running at wildly. I guess wild it also depends whether you actually manage to do damage, or you just lightly, like, poop. Yeah. Like, pat it with your... <laughs> so much of it's timing. Yeah. It's all about the time. Fact, did you damage? Is oh, that yeah. what you found when you're bashing people with shields? Well, my own personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of your turn, uh, Jane, this one that you tried to swipe tries to stab you with its blade instead. Can you give me an agility check, please? Yeah. I can. I rolled a 16. That's fantastic. You pass your uh, agility check. So you take half damage, six kinetic damage in total. And do I take armour off that? You do. Yeah. So your armour prevents three of that. For only three kinetic damage that takes off your health. That's the end of the round. Who wants to go first? I think given that I'm up in the upper space, I'm just going to take the the, the like initiative. That. So I think I'm just going to be like over the communicators. I'm like, I think we have to get out of here. Kookaburra, I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to get any data. I'm just going to take my energy blade and shove it into the the AI, like expecting that this will probably disable most of them. Nice. Well, I don't know, hoping that they'll maybe stun them enough for us to escape or the, something. The hot wire of your blade just passes straight through the glass and with a slide up as you, you sever this uh, central processing core, almost like a, a creepy robotic spinal column, as cooling liquid comes cascading out of the cylinder and uh, the core starts to arc and crackle and break up as sure enough the whole thing starts to shatter like a pillar of glass quickly uh the whole whole system's lights start to go out across the station tubes start to the, the fluid in them seems to just disappear through vents in the floor of the tubes as the bodies hang limp uh mm-hmm. josie and you're hacking a message comes up saying do you want to safely remove uh hard drive usually i would but i have not got time for this so i just yank my usb pen out of the system okay let's hope there's no corrupted data we'll wait enough to see i guess <laughs> <laughs> 
Deal with that when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sure enough, these robots as well, as the whole system powers down, they just seem to lose their, their targeting modules, their controls. Uh, these machines, just uh, their blades hang limp at their sides. And you're just getting a message across the mainframe core from which you're within saying, self-destruct sequence initiated. Shit. I quickly do like an alt F4 on my Casio calculator. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. While running. Okay. I assume we're all going to flee for your lives, essentially. All right, let's get out of here. I'm just going to keep teleporting all the way out. I'm probably gone by the time. I think you're way out. You're just like waiting outside. I'll pick up up Rory and maybe like start moving away while setting up a cocktail for him. (laughs) I think Rory says, um, what, what went on down there? Some kind of, well, I stabbed a big pillar. There were some robots. There were some kind of humans in tubes. I don't know, but we've saved the day, and that's the important thing. <laughs> Where are the others? Um, they should be right behind us, I and say, with a s- lack of confidence. <laughs> and as you say that, your three uh, fellow mechs come speeding out of the uh, ladder down into the facility as a giant ball of flame erupts behind them as they roll out of the way. And we see this giant pillar of stone just starts to sink into the sand, and start to like yes. bend and fall as you go, as it crashes, and the whole like, facility in the ground beneath you starts to like hollow and like bend in and buckle as if like it's being pulled in beneath you. Nice. <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know what those accountants were up to. <laughs> <laughs> those crafty, crafty accountants. Is this a win? This is a win, right? <laughs> I think we stopped the jamming frequency. That was when we won. Should have just left then. Accent seems a lot less piratey today. <laughs> I mean, arr, jamming frequency, nerd stuff, yeah. Sure enough, you return back to the mining facility, Rory, cupped in your hands uh, like a little baby bird. The landing gates open up and uh, Kendra rushes forwards to meet you. Uh, and also, I think you see Rory's brother standing in the hangar bay, still playing, playing space darts on a different board, just drops a dart from his hand and goes, Rory... Is that you, bruv? You'll be careful doing that, then go through your feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the brothers embrace. Kendra rushes for, like, what happened out there? Ooh. It was some weird stuff with uh, little baby humans growing in a lab, and there was accountants, and then there was a big tower. The main thing is there was a jamming tower, and we stopped it. <laughs> ah. She says, that's very confusing, but... um. Thanks, I guess. If it's the problem's taken care of, I really appreciate it. You've saved a lot of lives down here. So it's cash or credit? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She says, oh, of course, uh, sorry. Um, I'll take a chest of booty if you've got it. She says, "Uh, I I can PayPal it to you? That'd be be into you. Bitcoin? (laughs) Yeah, do you take Bitcoin? No, no one's taken that for years <laughs> since it crashed. Yes, that is canon. I'll have some space dollars, please. Sure enough, uh, Kendra thanks you. You return to your uh, your spaceship and take off back to leave the planet to return to the stronghold. I think as you do this, the, uh, the camera pans to aboard some other strange spaceship we haven't seen before. And we see the figure of Marcel step out of the shadows to speak to another figure. And he says, um, we've, got a, we've got a problem. Site C's been compromised. And uh, the chap says, okay, I want names on those involved and we'll begin clean up tomorrow. And the two shake hands and we see that uh, Marcel has a, a small uh, barcode on his wrist as they God shake hands. damn. And I think we'll end the game, that chapter, there. Before we end, can we also have a zoom in on Brian, please? Oh, yes. I think the credits roll for episode one. <laughs> and then it's like an after credits scene. Excellent. Uh, Brian is being court-martialed. <laughs> <laughs> Brian says, this, <clears throat> Could we please hear again the tweet that was made? <clears throat> Gertie Phillips has a fine ass, but she should shut that mouth. <laughs> I didn't say that, bro. I don't know how it got there. Really, Brian, much like the other one, we didn't know how he got there. You are fired, Brian. Hooray! The real battle. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, that was our first run through of Lancer. Um, as you can probably tell from the game, uh, there's a lot of very intricate works with mech play. It's probably quite a tricky one, really, to get across in podcast form. Uh, it's one that's really great with a lot of. Uh, strategizing. Uh, we took out a lot of the range elements so we could give it to you in like an audio format and not having to use a, a grid and visual references. Uh, there's a lot to enjoy about the game. I don't know if everyone, if we just go around the table, if people want to share some thoughts there on the game so far. I think that um, the thing about Lancer is if you like fighting robots, you're going to just bloody love it. But if you like role-playing in between fighting robots, there's not as many mechanics for that. I would definitely agree. Like a lot of the the book, even there are brief chapters on action outside of mechs, uh, and it, it really just wants people to. I, I feel like, like you say, get quickly to more mech combat, and the mech combat is great. But like you say, if that's not your cup of tea, it might not be the game for you. But if you love some really great, intricate, like strategic uh, gameplay, there's some really cool stuff you can do here. Yeah, it's got like the armor and the heat and the shields and overclocking your systems and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one because I think it it does seem like it's a system where it kind of there's a bit of an onus on the the GM to come up with very structured and interesting encounters where there's a lot of like kind of dynamics for different mechs to shine. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know is I mean it, it does seem like yeah in podcast form in an audio format where uh, you know we're we're getting rid of a lot of the the sort of real intricacies of range and location. Yeah. Um, and sort of going more theatre of the mind, it seems like it, the game does want you to sort of map everything out, have very sort of clear, like, kind of differences in, in sort of, uh, you know, height and terrain and all this kind of you know, material yeah. fodder yeah. for you to, to really use your, your mechs and their abilities. So I did definitely... My favourite bit, actually, of the game is kind of just all together, like, building characters and, like, looking at all the different options you have and thinking, I want to do this. Like it's, it is so good in building that mech together and as just a collective procedure like we didn't record our basic sort of um character creation and to be honest it would have taken a while anyway because you know it's great to pour over all this stuff and then think about all the possibilities and that is really cool that is actually something i really do like about it um and the idea of leveling up and i think it must be so cool if you're running a campaign of this to level up and suddenly there's like you have 10 new guns you can use now if you want to try out some of these i can imagine that being really cool and i feel like i really must apologize to the developers for probably murdering their law very quickly with something far more ridiculous. I make no apologies. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, that was Lancer. It's currently in public beta still. You can download that now and give it a go yourself and let us know what you think of the game as well. Uh, thanks so much for listening anyway. This has been Head to Table. Thanks as always to the band Call Me Malcolm for letting us use some of their music in the intros and outros of these episodes. And thank you also to Ampholite, whose track Beach we've used a few times across these recordings. Uh, we can find that on YouTube. I'm sure we'll also link to that on our Twitter page so you can find that. Uh, I've been Tom Rawson. I've been Tom Snowden. I've been Claire Collins. I've been Jack Alcock. And I've been Josie Dodd. Good night. Hooray! Hooray!